0: There is nothing worse than untapped potentials. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. the unstuck podcast today i get a chance to have a conversation with sheree and natasha lewis you guys they are going to blow your socks off of their just amazing ability to follow where god is leading them and to really get unstuck and help other people get unstuck you guys i'm so excited for our conversation today thank you so much for being here
1: you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. It's so why don't you
0: guys do a job that's way better than what I could do by telling people all about you? Like, how is it that you are showing up in the world? What lights you up? What is your passion and where do you feel God is leading you right now?
1: We have a heart just to serve and to awaken people to that God-given vision that's in you. Yeah. And our passion really is to help people find their um, passion and their potential in life, get them unstuck. What it really moves me when I see people who are bound by things that they body not free. Mm-hmm. So that's our main thing, set the captives free. We have a, we there's from um, emotional issues, yeah. challenges they've been through, different hurts, different pains, and just got, just not knowing who they are.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We do find their identity yet. So we have a nonprofit called the Glory Impact Center. And this one, we help break chains for over children and adults to realize that potential so that's within them because everyone faces obstacles and the obstacle like is my mother who god has called you to be and secondly we have a, a business awakening teacher consulting we awaken a kingdom uh entrepreneurs so yeah it's twofold <laughs> yes it's holistic I so my voice.
0: <laughs> no problem <laughs> so you guys i just i just love what you're doing because you and i you know, we all have the same passions, right? To allow people to step fully into where God is leading them. And I, you know, I had never shared this story on the podcast, but one of the the most memorable stories that I've ever heard around this, I'm going to share with you guys, because I think you're going to be able to relate and the audience that, that is listening is going to relate to this. But a while back, I had heard a friend and mentor tell a story about how his sister was in the ministry and how she had this dream. And in this dream, she was a young girl, about nine years old, and she looked down and she literally just was covered in chains.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And she looked up and she saw God. And she said, Lord, I thought you were the chain breaker. Why am I covered in all these chains? And he said, sweet child, he looked down at her, he said, sweet child, look down. Every chain that you have is a chain from a hurt, a fear a lie, something that somebody said about you that you believed, something that you no longer need to carry. And it's all up to you to set them down. Look, they're not bound to anything. Just set them down. And she looked up at him and she said, Jesus, I'm too scared.
2: Um,
0: And he said, child, look at your legs. Look at your arms. Look at how strong you've gotten by carrying these chains for as long as you have you are strong, you are capable, it's time to set them down. And I think about that a lot because I feel like sometimes we do, we have all of these things that that shackle us to our past or even our ancestry, you know, beliefs that have been passed down to us. And we we let them kind of cement us to the earth when when God is really just asking us to soar with him, right? Mm Yeah, so how did you guys get to this point? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey?
1: Well, oh well, okay, okay. Growing up, we're always so ambitious, so um, we got into our dream school, and but the thing about it, we really know what we want to do, so we say, you know, we need to do something big. We went met so we spent all those years being uh, pursuing like what others thought was good. Yeah. And we kind of lost ourselves, mm-hmm. but so I was never stuck actually before that. I was always Proving people wrong and going higher and higher <laughs> but um, but, but then we reached a dead end uh, right before we graduated from school. Uh, before I um, applied for the NCAT and before I did that, I was like, wait a minute, is this what I really want to do in life? So I remember praying and seeking God and we both prayed together all night and we didn't even go to sleep. We looked in the, the morning sunlights coming out and that's what refreshed. I felt a connection with God that I never felt before. Then after that point, I realized, I want to be a counselor. I want to go into ministry and do counseling. And after that, that's when we had got a blockage, especially from our father. He was like, I don't think women should do anything with ministry. So during that whole season, that's when we got stuck. And nothing, I don't know, this life, I went from all this hope with God to like a place where unemployed for a period then our father got really sick and we're his caretakers. Mm-hmm. So our whole world is kind of just stopped. Yeah. And God had, before all this happened, God had shown us a vision of all these things he wants to do in the future. So I was so excited, but then my reality was opposite what he showed me.
2: Yeah. So
1: that was kind of very discouraged and I felt stuck. But before I get into that story, what I realized, being stuck is not always a bad place. It's mm-hmm. actually a place of transformation, of preparation. Yeah. We didn't realize that we had to go through those things to prepare us to help people who were stuck and in, in broken in so many different ways. So now, well, and actually in God, he shows a vision of these books he wants to write one day. In one of the books, I saw him on the cross and the title was called Crucified Life. And I told my sister, I just saw this image of a book and That's she a- described it. Before I could finish describing what the cover looked like, she just saw the exact same cover. So, but sometimes with God, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's when we went through all of these all trouble, trouble after that. Because <laughs> before I was always successful, before I gave my life to God, I, but I never had a stuck spot, but after we start following, we were stuck. But it just reminds me of the story of Joseph in the Bible. After God showed him this great vision, he got thrown in the pit, went thrown into <laughs> prison, but in the scripture it says the word tried him. Yes. So we for the word tried us and was perfecting us. Then after we went that long season of um, being misunderstood by family and friends, and they were not understanding our journey, Yeah. and even our parents didn't understand for a season. Mm-hmm. And of okay, not having the career I wanted, not having not anything, everything was kind of like crumbling around us. I felt.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, after that is when um God led us to a job, um, a nonprofit ministry, and that's where we met all these amazing people. Mm-hmm. And they actually our gift made room for us are there. It, on the surface was more of a social service agency. Yeah. But our gifts the where God gave us the scripture, Isaiah sixty one, verse what. He wants to um set the captives free and heal the brokenhearted. And all these people fit that and they all are like, I need you. So this I we feel that change the first day they met us. Mm-hmm. So all those things we have been through but have been broken the whales, broken our stuck I was will not be able to minister to them. Yeah. And the point I want to make is that we have to realize that we're, 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 well, the human body, we're a trichotomy. We're mind, body, and spirit. And so sometimes when, when the flesh is warm against the spirit, then that's when we feel stuck. It's like at first I had settled for a mediocre life. But when I became aware of who I was spiritually, I felt stuck because I didn't have control anymore. I wanted that control over my life. So, like, I remember after graduating from Duke, and my, like I was like, okay, you want to match one? Like, no. I don't feel like something's right. And so my uncle, he brought us to his church. And the pastor was like, someone just graduated from college, but you did your own thing. Now God's going to turn you around to do this thing. So I was like, oh, well, I'm excited. I'm about to hear what God's going to do. But it was a season, was like a wilderness season, of first discovering my identity in Christ. Because I had always been in church, but I didn't really have that connection where I knew who I was in Christ. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made for great work. And, um, so I, I would apply for jobs after college. I said, well, I'm not going to go to med school. I was applying for jobs, but I didn't get anything. I was like, God, okay, what do you do? I watched spiritual TV and okay, I need to speak over my life, speak the word. And so I did all the right spiritual things But I never discovered who God was, who, who God was calling me to be. So I was doing the right thing, but I was pursuing any job. So, um, so God was allowing those closed doors. So I felt stuck because God was closing doors because he was trying to guide me to the right door. Yeah. So um I had to just cry out for help. It's got to help. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So one day I went to the grocery store mm-hmm. and this elderly lady walked to me. Mm-hmm. She said, ma'am, God he sees you. And he says that you are someone. He says that you're your out. who am I? And he said, God's gonna give you opportunity. But the first opportunity would not be it. It's gonna to be to build you. And God's gonna take you to another level. And then finally you'd be at that destination. So so God like at that time I was so um panicked in my stuck zone. I couldn't hear for myself. So God sent a stranger in the story to speak to me. Giving me that hope to that stuck place. And um and I had to surrender. That's when you're stuck to surrender. Surrender to God, abide in him. So um yeah, so that felt a really trying time. But then even though after I got that work, it was still another season. I still, okay, I said, okay, delay latest, so I'm about to get an opportunity. But no, it took like two years for the opportunity to come. Out. <laughs> so during that time, I just served. To me, because like, when you focus on self, that makes you more stuck. I, kept, I focused on, oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, what do do? Um, I was in that panic mode, and I was in the give up mode. But then after that, I was, you know, what? I'm just going to enjoy this journey. So God guide me while I'm on this journey. And um, one day a pastor on TV was saying, you know what, um, like still looking for a job, God might have you volunteer. So I volunteered and that's exactly what happened. Well, I volunteered at, at a, well, for a nonprofit. And then I saw another job later. I said, I don't have a job experience in nonprofit. I went to school for med- medical school, but I want to do nonprofit where I've never, ever done it. But when I applied for that job, I mentioned my volunteer work. And they're like oh, so, that's it, I'm gonna hire you. And so you, you've done this job before. I said, well, not really. I volunteered. So, no, you've done this. <laughs> so like, yeah. So how open the opportunity just by serving, serving the people we want to reach.
0: That is so amazing. And I, one of the things that I want to just point out is that I think sometimes we feel like we're going to miss out on the message that God has for us. And then if we're not like listening intently and we don't understand the first time, then we're going to completely miss out. But Jesus chases us, doesn't he guys like he showed up in your dream that you both had um, with the vision of that book, he showed up in a stranger in the grocery store, he showed up in all of these different ways in this in the opportunity that you served. And, and so, you know, when, when he has plans for us. Like he will chase us and he will show us different pieces of the puzzle when we're able to see them. And if we don't see them or understand quite right, he'll give us a different way. Don't you guys think? <laughs> yes. yes, yes. yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and something that you said too, I can completely relate to in the sense that, you know, we are brought up to to do everything. certain way or the right way in air quotes right or what our parents want us to do and so I I found myself in the same boat right I you know went to college I got my master's I got my doctorate I had my dream job I climbed that corporate ladder I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do and then when I got there I looked around and just like you said this this my spirit was restless and even though on the outside, everything looked exactly the way that it was supposed to look. And even though, you know, I did everything that I was supposed to do or should do, God had a different plan for me. And when I was able to slowly start to trust him and listen to the small little things that he had for me, he opened my eyes to the next thing and to the next thing. And sometimes he doesn't give us the whole picture, does he? No, no. <laughs> And that's where trust comes into place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there was something else that you mentioned that I wanted to highlight also that, you know, just because you get this, this, you know, vision from God doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be easy right away. Or Mm. that it's going to happen like the next day, right? And and over and over in the Bible, God makes promises um, and it takes years for them to be fulfilled. Just like when Abraham and Sarah were promised a child. It took years and years and they got antsy, (laughs) which is why I (laughs) in the picture, right? And so we, we all, you know, think that we're maybe doing something wrong or we didn't hear him right. We didn't, we don't trust our own discernment when things don't seem like they're as easy as they should be. God, I saw you. I heard you. I'm doing what you're asking me to do. Then why is it so messy?
1: Yes, that's because there's some things in us that he has to remove. Um, that's why I, come to, I start to realize that when God gives us a, a word or a promise, it's just not about that end result. He wants to process us, the insides of us. He wants to remove that that fear, that um, people-pleasing, the the impatience. Mm-hmm. He's, so that's actually part of the promise. So he shows that end glorious end result, but the whole but the main thing is, is in us. He cares more about what's going on in us than all these things he wants us to do
0: it's the becoming experience, right? It's becoming the person that is capable of fulfilling the vision that he's given us. And that doesn't happen overnight. It happens by letting down chains that we have to set down. it happens with, you know, trusting him and having faith, even when it doesn't make any sense for the people around us or or even ourselves, right? It's, it's really learning to trust him and not the world. Right, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world. Right, and he will, he will show us everything that that we we need to do. But those things are refining. Yes. Those <laughs> things are hard, and I think often Very in this like microwave society, want everything to just happen like that. Like, okay, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. Right.
1: Yes, yeah, like the, that first book we saw when you had the vision. that was Crucified Life. Now I have a real understanding of this. Crucify crucified to my desires, my flesh. <laughs> my ambitions. Yes. That also reminds me one of the first uh visions I had after I gave my life to Christ again. Um I was running and I had a little bitty baggage with me. I was running very swiftly past all these people. But then um I was like, what is that about the Nexiet church? The pastor was speaking about that. He said the race is not given to the swift. So what I've come to realize that um, then God, after that season, he started to remove some hurts and stuff I had carried. So I was running the race of life. I had that little bitty baggage that actually he wanted to take. And that's where I forgot in the dream there was a, a man in uh, Indian attire. He reached out and he took for me to hand him that baggage. But at church the next day, um, God said he wanted to take that. But it also reminds me, sometimes we're so quick, we want the things in life, we want to get, um, go to the school, or go get married, or have children, or have the success, but God was saying, he's not giving to the swift. And actually we realize it's not a bad destination, it's a journey. And it's not going to end until we leave this earth. So we're so focused, that's when we feel stuck. We feel like everything is, a, uh, I have to accomplish this, this, and that, then you will feel stuck. You realize that it's just a process, this journey of life. Mm-hmm. So we're not really, so the race is like a long-term race, not just for these little yeah. milestones. To get. So
0: one of the things that I do is I help people understand that God wants this beautiful, abundant life for us. And one of the things that I've recognized in my own life is that when I was willing to set down and trust him, set down all of the shoulds and the things and the beautiful dream life and the beautiful dream job that I had <laughs> and follow him he actually opened doors of things that I didn't even dream was possible, like even better than what I could have imagined. Right. Yes. I think that, um, you know, so I know God wants an abundant, beautiful life. He wants us to take us to the land of milk and honey, milk and honey means abundance. So, so we, as Christians don't have to, to deny ourselves abundance, right. He wants this for us. And he tells us over and over again in scripture to, to ask, and and we shall find and to have the the faith of a mustard seed and we can tell mountains to move into the sea like all of the things that he tells us over and over again but it's really really hard to maintain that faith when it takes years and years for things to to materialize so what is your advice for people who are wanting to to trust that God has really big plans for us and they want to trust that you know if, he, if we ask, because I believe too that he puts the desires on our heart. So when we ask, mm-hmm. we're ask, actually asking him to, yeah. with expectancy, to fulfill the desire that he's placed on our heart. Yeah, to me, the key
1: it, is always, yeah, to look up, look up at him. Don't get consumed with your, yourself, what's going on in your life, your situation. But to you know, that's the times I felt stuck. I focused on myself. Every time I focused on serving, and the value that I, that, that I want to bring to others, that brought me to life. Cause like I went years just volunteering though, but I felt so much life. And then, and just seeing the impact that God was using through me, and oh, that made that rewarding, a uh, uh, rewarding feeling that I didn't focus on being stuck. And, um, and to me, just rejoice that was huge. Always rejoicing, no matter where I was in the valley or on the hilltop. Yeah. Yeah, you know, scripture says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, every, every them. Yeah. and everything
2: gives thanks." Yeah, realizing
1: that He's a very good Father. Like even you know, with us, I've I just want a comfortable life. But then <laughs> this woman, one of our spiritual mentors, she said, "God sure, you are going to be millionaires one day." We started our consulting, our um, helping nonprofits get yeah. started. Yeah, and we were recently out of nowhere invited to come speak at this big business gathering. Yeah. and. We had, been, we had got everything together, but we were um it was slow getting customers. But then my, even my mother said, "God's going to be an outpour. But we went and we expected no one to come to our session. There were a lot of sessions. Our room was flooded. It was crowded. There were people who didn't have anywhere to sit. So <laughs> we were surrounded by all these people. So God had this abundance. I never expected to have a, a million dollar uh, management consulting business. This is the thing. But God, he wants to birth these ministries and these nonprofits. But he was planning to bless us, also financially through that. So God, if He thinks of things that you're never thinking of. I've never desired to be a millionaire, but that, that's something yeah. that someone spoke that God said, "I want this for you. You've given your life to me, and this is, I'm yeah. going to bless you." So realizing that He's really good, there's sacrifice, like He sacrificed, but it's out of, out of love. His His um plans for us, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Just kind of resting in that, his goodness and his faithfulness.
0: Yes. And I love that you said that because I find that happens on a lot of the people that I consult as well, is that they almost feel guilty or shameful if they have this abundant life that God is trying to give them. And that was one of the blocks that I had for a really long time, where it's like, I I had this vision of myself standing with my arms open. And it was like, God is like, Lachelle, I have all of this for you. Everything's here. You just have to receive it.
1: Exactly, receive.
0: And I think that it's like so many times, I think that some programming and some limiting beliefs that we have in ourselves tell us that it's wrong or bad to accept the blessings that God is trying to give us. But when we do that, we're saying thank you, and then we can be able to bless more people with with the abundance that we're given.
1: Yes. It's like for years we get everything free. <laughs> Finally, so I just say, "Oh, I want to pay you, pay you too. <laughs> so for years we've been like, "That's my dad's we're a professional blind But <laughs> um, and actually, my heart is to, to fund um international orphanages and do do good stuff in the world. So he wants to get like, the money is not for us; just to flow through us. To yes. His.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Money is there to flow through us. That's exactly right. So do you, ha- do you guys have people that come into your, in you know, consulting business where you, they, what they also struggle with that?
1: Well, yeah, the main thing people struggle because they have, they they're, they have a vision, but they don't do anything with it. So we have a lot of stuck people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what but is- I think the root is fear, probably. Fear of the, un- different type of fears. Fear of failure, fear of unknown, fear of succeeding. So yeah. we deal with that, with
0: that. Yeah. And I find that, you know, oftentimes we look for clarity. Like, why am I here? What is my unique strength? What should I be doing with this? Do you guys help people with that as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's one problem. Most people think they have nothing to offer. They They don't realize how important their gift is. So especially with the nonprofit side, but they start telling me their dreams. It's amazing things. I'm like, what? Like, why are you holding on to this? And they're like, they don't value the gift that God put in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's one of the things, my favorite parable is the parable of the servant. And, it's, and I really do think that the coins, I, I associate them as talents. And so if we're gonna bury the talents that he's given us, then we're not fulfilling his, his plan for the kingdom, but he wants us to invest in the coins or invest the talent so that we can expand the kingdom and so stepping into that and i think that oftentimes that's one of the things that i help people with is discover what is their what are their strengths what are their passions what does uniquely set them apart because i think that oftentimes it's really hard for us to see that in ourselves isn't it
1: and that's what we try to help people with their self-talk mean the main things transforming their minds yes. and that's what helped us get us that meditating on the word and also speaking God had seen people into our lives and God was saying that you girls know a lot that he wants you to um, not just be here, but a doer. And part of doing was like speaking. Like, what are you speaking over yourself? Yes. What are those thoughts that you're thinking?
0: I love that. Yes. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Oh, it
1: was another point I wanted to make. You had, you had asked her a question in the beginning about how we speak to our clients. The thing is that we, uh, well, the main thing that we to make aware of that that no, you've created for a core purpose, and mm-hmm. that by you sitting on your dream, you're holding back to the inch of someone's problem. So that's because, by the way, we set our dream for so many years. People, we didn't realize that we had something in value because we used to talk to people like, Oh, I need this. Where have you been? So we really want people to, to waken out of yourself that people are suffering because they don't they're not, they don't have your, your voice, your business.
2: Yes. So when you
1: think about that, they're really. You rise up and and, and move toward that vision.
0: Yeah. And I think that sometimes we, especially as Christians, have a hard time being confident because we don't want to become across as arrogant. And I think that when I recognize that all of my gifts that I am receiving are gifts from God and that he's working through me. So I give him all the credit Mm -hmm. and I'm able to stand up a little taller and I'm able to showcase what he's doing through me. So I'm not the one who has to be cocky, right? I'm like, look at what he's doing through me. Isn't this so much fun, right? And I think that that's one of the things that when we really recognize like, okay, I acknowledge and really receive the gifts that you're giving me and I can't wait to use them with you in order to help other people. And I think that oftentimes, at least I see this where people get really hung up on what makes me special. I don't know if I'm capable of this. I don't know if I'm worth charging what I'm charging. I don't know if I have what it takes. And we yeah. don't, but we do with him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So yeah. what other ways do you have clients that are stuck and, and what are some of the tips that you give them or, or tools that you help them to get past where they are?
1: Um, well, we also we do a variety of different things. We have our management consulting, but we're also in schools. We're starting a mentoring program next month at the school. A lot of the children are dealing with anxiety, depression, and they really don't believe in themselves. They don't think they have value. So we're helping the children develop a I I am and I can mentality. That understanding who they are and also what they're, they're capable of. Yeah. And also, this also mimics what we do for adults. Now we have a crisis um, hotline. That started by accident. Guys spoke that over as many years ago. Mm-hmm. But then we were doing um, some mental health training. And along with that, they gave us, um, we signed up for that. Now... Every day, somebody's contacts me from around the community um, and, we're, and where we're at, and they're asking for prayer. Even during this Thanksgiving week, a lot of people are hurting, and so we're really letting them know who they are, and sometimes I just pray for them. I say simple words, and they thank you, and their heart turns back towards God because they don't feel alone. I let them know that you're not alone in this. A lot of people don't go to church either, but you know, God loves you anyways. You were all his children, mm-hmm. so just being really weird and kind of God using us like this. There's so many people from the age of five to the age of 85, that God's using us to minister to. And I, I don't know, it's just it's really kind of um, weird. And that's also amazing to love that God loves people through us.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And for our for our business, for the consulting business, we encourage our clients to build, uh, to build with God and to know your season. Then you're more at rest if you know what season you're in. Mm. And I'm a firm believer of writing the vision down, and making it plain. Because that's actually one of the first assignments God gave us. Because we started, um, well, we worked for a nonprofit, but one day a minister, she's like, You're called to do a nonprofit. Your assignment, God wants to give you, is write it down. Because I had these dreams, but as long as they stayed in my head, um, I never moved toward them. So we got together, okay, what does God call us to do? We put it down on paper. That was our roadmap yeah so that's what we encourage our well, one of the first assignments to give our people write it down,
2: yeah. it
1: doesn't have to be perfect, but as you um write it down, that clearly come 'cause like yeah you know, like month by month, year by year, when we met our clients, it added to that vision, yeah, so yeah, writing the vision make it down yeah uh, making it plain, that's everything and also <laughs> yes.
0: No, oh, can I ask real quick? So, um, one of the things that I find a lot of people have a hard time doing is taking that vision and breaking it down into doable steps. What would be your best advice for that?
1: First, you focus on um, who do you want to serve. Yeah, and then like with the value that you add. Think about your strengths and your gifts, and write that down. And um, and also knowing your competitors, because sometimes when you see that gap in the community, it's like, Whoa, I, like uh, well, we're not compared to this, but I do this. Yeah. So you have to know that you're unique. No one can do what you do and how you do it. Yeah. So yeah, know who you do serve and who else is serving that population.
2: Yeah,
1: I love it. We that. also help our clients get over that fear because to me, really a good example was when Peter was walking to the water. He's, he's looking right at Jesus. It's showing that if you get distracted, take your eyes, you might drown, but he's right there to catch you. We just got finished talking to a client. She's like, I'm excited to get started, but I'm afraid. Not knowing that with God, you don't have to be afraid. He's, in, he's right there. He's right next to you. And also letting our clients know, too, that the power is actually in you. I remember a lady spoke that over us. I know we were kind of anxious or afraid about something. And this lady walked up to God. So the power is in you. His spirit is in you. You're looking out towards God. He's right there. He's in you. So letting people want to know that you actually have that power in you. And there's actually creative power in our words. The uh, word of God says, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. So mm-hmm. to me, he really helps us speaking his word. Not adding our interpretation. Our, some people can misuse scripture, but not knowing when you speak the word, the word will work itself. Even if you don't know what that word, like one of my scriptures, my father was going through his illness and it was no weapon formed against us should prosper. Because at that time, there were so many attacks coming against us. And God was, Exposing things that people were doing behind the scenes that we didn't know, but it wasn't prospering. So if I didn't have a mental understanding. The yeah. word "there's power." His spirit is in the word. So
0: yeah, thank you for that, you guys. I just just adore both of you, and I think that what you're doing is making such a difference. And I can tell how number one, I'm ambitious. Both of you guys are like you're like, and I do this, <laughs> and I do this, and I do this. like it's like I'm amazing. Like you're serving like crazy. And it's really cool that he allowed for you guys to be able to do this together. Sometimes this can be a lonely journey. And I just think that it's really awesome that God has allowed both of you guys to to share a vision and to really compliment one another in serving the people that he's asking you to serve. When we are, you know, now that we're tying up this, this beautiful conversation, what things would you love for, to contribute that we haven't already talked about? Is there anything else that we haven't had a chance to say?
2: Um, let me see just knowing your identity in Christ hmm.
1: know that he's with you he will never leave you or forsake you hmm. and that you're, you're called to not just for yourself but called to be a world changer
2: yeah
1: and, and as you run the race set before you there will be trials hmm. but know that he's the prize and um, as you also run that race don't be so single focused pick up those who fall on the, the wayside finish together finish strong
0: oh my gosh I love that Anything else that you wanted to add?
1: Um, just letting people know there's there's something good. There's beauty on the opposite side of your pain, that stuck place. Just realizing that you're really not stuck. And that's just it's making you better. I believe that when you go through the fire and your faith is purified, you're going to come forth as pure gold. There's something beautiful on the opposite. Of it. I see a lot of people get stuck and they're like, I can't get past this situation. Mm-hmm. Knowing that when they get through the eye, it's going to God, it's gonna make them some, something better out of them and they're gonna be blessed so many people. But he's gonna also make something beautiful out of that story and the other lives. Yeah. Oh and goodness. just to never give up, don't get weary and well doing. You will reap that abundance, that the blessing. You keep just pressing through, just keep don't just don't give up. He hasn't given up. He's with us.
0: Oh my gosh. And I
1: that love. the yeah, the battle is one and fall. I mean, it fought one fall in on the mind. So when those felt to fear, the fear will come. or doubt will come, but take it captive. Replace it with his truth. For that truth that you know will set you free. Mm-hmm. We are overcomers. He's already overcame, so we are overcomers. Understanding, too, has helped me that I'm, in, I'm seated with him in these heavenly places. It's not me. But he's already, we're seated with him. We don't have to strive and make stuff happen like we were saying earlier, just receiving. Just learning how to receive and just to rest in life, actually. Sometimes people say, "What do I need to do?" I remember, like in the Bible, uh, Nicodemus asked Jesus, "What do I need to do?" Sometimes it's not always about the doings, but just receiving, just enjoying life, and just receiving. Yeah. If you don't know your vision, and your purpose, just ask. Ask, seek, and knock. and God, He'll He'll bring it out of you.
0: Oh my goodness. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here today. And you guys, we will make sure that every way that people can get a hold of you are going to be inside of the show notes. So make sure that you guys check all of that out so that you know how to follow these ladies that you can, you know, work with them if you choose to all of the great things that are inside the show notes. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us all know what you loved about this episode and what you learned from it. And we absolutely love it when you share these episodes out on social media, tag us in your stories, let us interact with you because it's so much fun to, to know that you're out there as well. Now, ladies, one of the things that I always do at the end of every conversation is I ask my guests to think of a question that the audience could think about that's going to help them move forward from where they are to where they want to be. So what question would we love the audience to think about that's going to move them forward?
1: So I'm thinking, okay, what will happen to the people you're called to reach if you never um, move toward that vision? So, think about them for
0: your reach. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I just absolutely love that. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been wonderful. Thank you both for being here. And I am so excited to see you guys all here next Wednesday. Bye, everybody. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck Podcast. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.